Welcome to Life in the Valley podcast, and I'm here today, Madelson, Jason Soderstrom, I'm Paul Ice, and we are in our series on the pursuit of happiness. Today yes. we're in Matthew 5, 7, happy are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy, or blessed are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy. So we're going to get into the topic shall. today, happy are the merciful. I love this sermon series. Thanks for preparing it for us, Matt. It's been unbelievable. Actually, one of my favorite messages was Matthew 5, 7, where you said, you talked about mercy. And you asked a question. You go, can you show someone too much mercy? And everyone was sitting there just going, hmm, can you? Can you not? Right. I didn't want to say out loud, but I was thinking... Yeah, probably. Could, no, that's not the spiritual answer. Yeah. And then you go, yes, you can show too much mercy. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. I feel that all the time. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yes. That's what, and then you go, that's exactly what Jesus did for you. And it like stabbed me in the heart. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted you to unpack that a little bit more of that idea of just what does mercy really look like? Yeah. And I think when you say too much, you know, God yeah. is really never too much or too little. Mm. But... <laughs> but it's too much in our opinion. Mm-hmm. In yes. other words, that that's a, a bit extreme. Yeah. And but that's exactly what he did for us. And uh, you know, before we even get into that, that is a little bit why Jesus was viewed as a little bit radical during his time, is they thought he was doing a little too much of everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a little radical, a lot radical. A lot radical, <laughs> right? Like and so when he makes a statement like this, you know, and you make a statement like that, can you show too much mercy? That's what Jesus did. It does. I think our viewpoint is uh, it looks a little radical. You know? Well, that's what the Apostle Peter, one of his disciples, asked him one time. He said, you know, how many times should I forgive someone? Seven times? I mean, right. you think that's really out there to, to forgive someone or to show mercy seven times. And Jesus came back with seven times 70, which is really infinite. It's so far beyond what we think we could do. Uh, what's possible. So I think maybe to to qualify what is mercy, what, what comes to your mind when you guys think of someone who's merciful or mercy? Right. I mean, the, so I have three kids. So mercy always, to my mind, jumps up when I don't give my kid what he deserved. And I think, you know, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what Jesus said. Like, I'm being so merciful. That's usually the first illustrations that, you know. I prefer not to give the mercy. I prefer to receive the mercy. Like, when I get pulled over for speeding and the cop goes, you're speeding. I caught you doing it. But you owe nothing. I'm like, oh, that's mercy. It's not getting what you do deserve. Right. And the difference between that and grace. Because grace is a word we use a lot. Giving someone grace. Mm -hmm. So how would you distinguish grace and mercy? Yeah, I mean, for me, grace, you know, giving something to someone that they don't deserve. So versus mercy, the withholding of something that you do deserve. And grace, obviously, being a blessing or something good yeah, is the okay. way I think I've always it. just heard unmerited favor is yeah. the idea of grace. And so grace. I, would, I would exactly. Yeah, it's like the police think. officer, like, oh, and by the way, I have two tickets to the Broncos. <laughs> Take those, too. And you're like, wait, that's not mercy yeah. because they stink. You have something good to give me? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, Grace we would said, be him giving me something. We said that's it's good. not going to be about the Broncos, but yeah. every week we'll probably have some gig on the Broncos. Yeah, but, uh. yeah and that's uh, giving grace is what God has done for us and yes. giving us so much. But mercy is withholding what we deserve. It seems a lot harder for us to do that for other people 
we want it for ourselves, but it is hard for us yes. to do it for other people. So what are some of the, the ways you show mercy specifically? I mean, you, you, we talked about forgiveness. I think that's huge, being, mm-hmm. being willing to forgive someone. And I, mean, I think one of the things that keeps sticking with me from that, what you talked about, was it's just having a positive outlook on people that people have are going right. to doing the best they can. They're not out to get you. I think in our society, we always just think, maybe it's not everybody. I think a lot of times the worst of people, not the best of people. Yeah. Right. Thinking the best, hoping the best. Yes. Assuming yeah. the best. Assuming, Assuming the, the best. best. Yeah. Not trying yeah. to discern their motives, but just right. just extending that I'm a merciful person. So what's the risk? I mean, we I think that we're afraid of something. When we say, right. you can be too merciful, you can be too merciful. Right. So what, what are we afraid of? Yeah. We're afraid that they're not going to get justice. Okay. Right? That there is an element of justice that needs to happen for this world to function. Right. Right? So if Jason gets pulled over for speeding... And, you know, the example was he showed mercy. Is Jason just going to go out and do it again? And, and he's going to learn if, his lesson. And he's going to learn his lesson. Mm-hmm. And what happens if Jason keeps yep. getting shown mercy and gets shown mercy? The next thing is like everyone's going to be speeding, right. you know, and right. this world's going to be chaos. So we're afraid justice will not be served. Right. Yes. Justice won't be served. And what will it look like if justice isn't being served? Chaos. Be chaos. Yeah. Yeah. People will get away with things. Yes. Yes. And when people know that they can get away with things, what does that look like? Totally. Yeah. And, I, and that's, I think Jesus will kind of, through all of his teaching, show how that's an unfounded fear. I think, uh, one, because he is a sovereign God and he doesn't let anything slide. He, mm. he, he is just. So you think someone's going get to get away with something. No one gets away with anything <laughs> with God. No one does. Right. And so... Uh, he will make everything right. Either either he's going to bring it to justice or the justice will be resolved in what Jesus has done for us. And I think that's important to remember. Um, so I, I think that being able to trust God with a lot of things, that he is sovereign, he's all-powerful, and he's holy and just, he'll not let anything slide, and he's got this, mm-hmm. allows me mm-hmm. to be merciful. But yeah. there are some times where you... You, you get into like family because you were you were talking about that earlier. Yeah, uh, you have a role and responsibility to to bring justice. So I think it's it's not outside of my my world that I have to leave with God. He has given me a role as a parent to mm-hmm. be just. I mean, it just it's almost makes me feel like it's all impossible because I I felt the same thing. My kids would love me just to not give them what they deserve all the time. But that's the role God's put into me. And that's I keep going back to the Sermon on the Mount. This is an impossible life to lead mm-hmm. without a supernatural power, mm-hmm. you know? Right. It's impossible. Right. And I, I think to, to, to distinguish, you guys are both parents. you got kids at home. Uh, ours are gone. so a little different being a grandparent. But, but Yeah, you don't have to yeah. do any justice right. as a grandparent. No, no, I, <laughs> you I, give them candy. My, my kids grace. come over here and you just give them candy yeah. all the time. It's all mercy <laughs> and grace. <laughs> But but it wasn't that way. You know, I got kids running around, and so there's a. But but that's in the realm of my my responsibility. I think a lot of times when I start taking responsibility for things that are not my responsibility. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, outside of that, that are really God's or someone else's. That's not my role. Right. Um, then then I get into trouble, and I think we we do that so quickly and so easily. I caught myself doing this the other day. I, 
I honked the horn because someone didn't go right away on the green light. And Molly looked at me and like, why do you care? And I go, someone's got to teach him a lesson. (laughs) It's like my responsibility to patrol and bring justice to the world is somewhat in my sin nature. And it causes me to lean into that. And so I feel that that's so good. It's a self-righteousness. Yes. It's a Phariseeism. One of the the groups watching were the Pharisees, and they're known as being hypocrites. That's why they're ticked off when he's he's talking about this. It's exposing that. And it's why you take the Bible as a whole, right, Right. and mesh this together. That God gives you roles that sometimes that you have to, you know, execute justice in your life. And our usually is one, we don't have a heart of love is usually problem. Number one, we don't have a heart of mercy or three, we're stepping outside the bounds of what God has called us to. And self-righteousness is probably one of the greatest ones. God's like, I've got that. You don't, that's not your role. And so maybe on that, you said earlier that, you know, when God shows us mercy, God, justice will always be served. And one of the ways was Jesus on the cross can you just touch real quick how that resolves mercy? So injustice and mercy were resolved on the cross. Yeah, I think that, that all sin has consequence and deserves penalty. We know that. But when Jesus died on the cross, he took on himself our sin and paid the penalty to God uh, for that. So uh, to me, it is the most extreme example mm-hmm. of mercy and forgiveness. And anything he asks me to do, is so far less than that. And, and, and so that's why it's such hypocrisy for me not to be merciful and or to be kind or to be gracious or to be patient with someone, to be merciful in my spirit when he's been so merciful to me. But that's exactly, mm-hmm. when we give someone no slack, uh, no benefit of the doubt, no mercy, then it, then it shows we just didn't get it. We just didn't get it. Uh, that's, that's kind of the parable that he tells later in Matthew 18 that, that uh, this shows that you don't understand what you've received if you can't be merciful. And I was gonna, I, I think that I love what you're saying there. And I would love to even, as we close later on, hear more how to practically have that. There's something interesting in this passage. It's kind of like a, a lot of people can read it like, if I show mercy, I'll receive mercy. Because it's, right. it's, it's blessed are those, what is it? That are, are merciful for four they will be shown mercy. So right. is that the way I get mercy? Is it a transactional thing between me and right. God? Right. And, that, and that's probably way of, the way the Pharisees have been functioning. If I, if I do this, God will do this for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that is so contrary to all of the biblical teaching. Uh, and so it's actually to be understood this way, hmm. that blessed or happy, joyful, fulfilled, content are the merciful, it says, for they shall receive mercy. It's, it's really because. It, mm-hmm. it is because they have received mercy, they are merciful. This mm-hmm. is the effect. If I, if I really get it, if I, if I really understand what he has done for me, what flows out of my life is being merciful. And I think that it shows up in every way of forgiving mm-hmm. uh, people who don't deserve to be forgiven. I think with, with your kids, you know, sometimes you have to discipline them or punish them, but you're kind and you're patient and mm-hmm. your demeanor, your spirit is one of great mercy. So even in the realm of my, my limited role and responsibility, there is still a thankfulness for the forgiveness that God has shown to me. It's really good. Yeah. Well, even with that, it brings up the question, what do you deserve? 
Right. You know, so with God, you know, uh, when he says showing your mercy, it, I think it does have an understanding. What do I deserve? Yeah. And, you know, the whole scripture is pretty uh, self-explanatory. The penalty for this is death. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the penalty yeah. for this is separation for God. Yeah. And I think in our, our own life, too, when we enjoy mercy, it probably is because we appreciate actually what we do deserve. Mm-hmm. And when we give mercy, there's probably appreciation. So I think there isn't there also a part of this that even when you do give out discipline or correction that the Bible teaches do, there's probably always an aspect of mercy in it that you don't give the person completely what they're due and deserve right. anyways. I mean, you think with your children, yeah. you can hand out correction, right? And in a merciful way, because like you said, you're kind and you're loving and you know, what do they actually deserve and correction in a way that's beneficial. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And this is how we grow in understanding. I think, you know, we get back to the, the overriding theme of authentic Christianity, authenticity. And, <clears throat> You know, when a person is not merciful, in other words, they're judgmental and critical and negative and mean and unkind and just want justice served against everybody else but themselves, mm. I think it, it tells me either way, they really don't know Jesus mm-hmm. uh, as their Savior. It's not personal. It, mm-hmm. They've got a form of religion that is more like the culture of that day and the culture of our day. Because or they, 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 they are a Christian but they just don't understand the mercy that's been shown to them. They just didn't get it. And I think it goes back to what we were just talking about. It's the transactional view of God. Yes. Even though that's a, almost so, you can read all of this, and if you read it as a transaction, if I sh- I'll, I'll be given mercy if I've shown mercy, and it's this transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. That theology or that doctrine, if you take that and you apply that to every part of your life, that. Yep. I'll be, I'm, I'm a blessing. I'll, bl- if God blesses me, I'll bless others. There, that transactional. That, that, just... is, that is a profound point that you just made there. I mean that, because if you live that way, yep. uh, it all becomes performance mm-hmm. and there is no joy. There is no happiness. There is no peace, you know, but when the transaction transaction is done, you know, right. the debt's been paid, uh, the debt is paid. There's, <laughs> there's nothing that I d- can do. To put myself in a better standing before God, it's all been done. I mean, that that just relieves you a lot of the anxiety that people experience. I just felt happiness thinking of that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's know? this way. Yeah. yeah. On this way, we think of it too. That way, where blessed are the merciful, for they'll show mercy. And like even, you know, we were talking about with standing with God and transactional. But even with our spouses, our coworkers, and our friends, we live this way sometimes too, right? where I'm going to show mercy because the expectation is that I will be shown mercy back. Yep. And that's a miserable way to live too, right? Yeah. You're just counting you're just counting everyone's debts and oh, I'll give you mercy if you do this for me. It's a miserable life. I, I've even seen that I think when I was newly married, you can kind of get in that. And one advice I heard from somebody, I forgot who it was, they're like how far do you come and how far does your spouse come? Is it most people say I come 50%, they come 50%? No, we both come 100%. And it changes a relationship when you're both we're merciful because God of what God yeah. did for me. That's yeah. I mean that's even the just amazing thing of being married to a follower of Christ that we're both going towards that. So you can live transactional in your life too and it is not the happy right. and blessed life 
And I think, you know, you pointed it out, you know, about that, the way you come. So is it, is it possible then, Matt, to be merciful, but it doesn't qualify as God's mercy? So, like, I did it. I did what the passage said. Well, the troubling thought is that Jesus looks at your motive. <laughs> right? So You know, this is what he gets to, and it's very uncomfortable. Because why you do what you do is just as important to him as what you do. Yeah. And so if I'm being merciful because I feel good about this or I feel like God's going to reward me or he's going to bless me if I do that, that's wrong. You know what? The only really pure motive is out of gratitude to God for the mercy he's shown to you is just flows out of your life. But that's exactly right. And the only way to have that, I would say, is later in the Sermon on the Mount, he says it's of a pure heart that... In Ezekiel, it says yeah. he, he gives us a new heart. Right. And so there's a new heart that's within us that can actually, yeah. from the Spirit, be merciful. Right. But it's, being kind and patient and forgiving, the hardest place to do that is at home. Yeah. <laughs> but it also means when someone cuts you off on the road, when right. someone's slowing down the line, you're waiting at the grocery store. I mean, this should be what is characteristic of our lives in its entirety is we're merciful. And those kind of people are different. They're happy. They're happy. And they're different. And I think the world desires this. They, one of the hardships I think why people don't see Christianity as authentic is because we're just like everyone else. So when you show mercy to the person at work that, that does not deserve mercy, you're different. And they're, they're going to see that. And that I believe is how the gospel spreads through all, through all the world is through it just outplaying in our own yeah. lives. It's the overflow, as you were saying. Yeah. So we hit on a couple topics today. You know, happy are the merciful. We just looked a little bit what mercy looks like. Looks like we cannot separate each one of these, mercy being one of them, apart from authenticity and apart from relationship with God, because the relationship draws us to each one of these. And um, I'm looking forward to more of this. So today's merciful, and that's just one verse in this whole package of kingdom living yep. and following Jesus as you pointed out at the beginning yep. of this. So it's amazing how Jesus can use one verse yeah. and it can we could talk about it for hours, yeah. right? So the greatest <laughs> message and you could probably preach it in less time than any of our messages or less than this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we'll work on that too. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us. This is Life in the Valley uh, podcast and looking at Matthew chapter 5 pursuit of happiness and we're grateful you could join us today.